close encounters of the third kind, actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number 14. I'm your host, John Jay, and with me are my co-hosts, Lauren Lance, Endless Mike Lance, up? and Jizzy Jared Walker, everybody. Hey. Welcome back to the show. I'm back from the dead. Yeah, we brought him back to life. We uh, we brought him to a Lazarus pit. Uh, <coughs> yeah, you used my Lazarus dip, thanks very much. You had a free one. Yeah, he said he was going to pay you back anyway, so okay. I don't know. We don't have to get into this. I'm not. He can take it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> he can take this coupon from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right, we're being too silly right off the bat. Uh, let's uh, get a little serious and start talking about Mars. Uh, Mars Base All Camp. Right. Lockheed flushes out Red Planet Space Station plan. I just want to know Yay. if they're taking volunteers for this. Yeah. I am down. Would you be willing to move to Mars? Yes. Okay. I mean, I think I would, too. It just feels like, like being a pioneer, you know? I know. It would be great. Nothing would go wrong. Seems cool. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely, sure, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing would go wrong. Yeah, what's the Wi-Fi situation on Mars? Oh, it is there's, not good, There's buddy. actually no atmosphere that gets do in the way they, of the Wi-Fi. Uh, do they have the Wi-Fi is good, but the internet is just very, very small on uh, Mars. Oh, all old porn sites. Do they have Szechuan sauce on Mars? Uh, They might. That's they, what I need. They have a bunch of old Atari ET cartridges. Yeah, oh. those are pretty good. Uh, so in 2028, a uh, space station could be circling Mars if a new concept comes to fruition. As a prelude to human ex uh, expeditions to the planet's surfer surface, researchers aboard the proposed orbiting lab would aim to answer key questions about the complex world. So this would be like the, uh, the advanced team. You know, yeah, the okay. like, you, like you just don't send people to the surface of Mars. Like they always show that in sci-fi movies, but this is a way better idea. Yeah, I yeah. think we've learned from sci-fi movies that just sending people out into oblivion is a bad idea. They did the same thing in Mass Effect and. I mean, like I've not everybody is that. as is as is as wicked awesome at growing potatoes as Matt Damon. So you can't just like. Yeah. You can't just risk it, you know? I caught that Boston joke that you just did. Yeah, there, thanks. Yeah, it was, well, wicked, it was a good awesome. one. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Slipped it, it was in. It a wicked good joke. Yeah. The six-person Mars base camp is led by researchers at aerospace giant Lockheed Martin, who unveiled the concept last year and fleshed out more details of the project here at the 48th Lunar and Planetary Science Conference held March 21st through 25th in the Woodlands in Texas. Let me go ahead and show you guys this uh, article. Yes, please. Um, the work could uh, help identify the best spots for humans to explore on the Martian surface, Lockheed Martin representatives have said. The station's inhabitants could also use virtual reality, immersive technology, and artificial intelligence to drive advanced rovers and other craft on the Red Planet in real time. Avatars. Yep. Basically. Yeah. You know why you don't want to go down to Mars first? Because Mars is clearly full of uh, graboids. There's clearly something there that's going to eat. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. something fucked up Gra there. Graboids are the monsters from Tremors. I know. Oh, is that what those are? Yeah. That's where they come from? They're called Graboids. Oh, that is a terrible name for yes, a monster. That's some very that, esoteric uh, Well, you know what? You tell that trivia. to Kevin Bacon. I won't say it to and his face. Fred it would Ward. hurt his feelings. Yeah, <laughs> see, exactly. 
in addition, samples of rock and soil that robots such as NASA's upcoming 2020 Mars rover collect on the Martian surface could be launched to the Mars base camp. So they could get rovers to collect samples and then just shoot that shit right up into space. Yeah, no That's need cool. to send Matt Damon down by himself. Yeah. Yeah, you just have a little helicopter drone just fly it right back up. Uh, since Lockheed Martin researchers unveiled the project, they have been brainstorming with scientists and engineers from a variety of institutions to refine the idea. Discussions of the LPSC continued uh, that work. The discussion we're having here at the meeting is, how best can scientific discovery be enabled by having scientists in close proximity to mobile hardware on the surface of Mars or in the Martian atmosphere? Steve Jolly, chief engineer for the civil space at Lockheed Martin in Denver, told Space.com. So yeah, I mean... It's a good idea, like to have people there because, because what happened to our first uh, Mars rover? It broke down, right? It's broken. Yeah. it's still yeah. there. I mean, it's, it's still, still there. sitting there in a lump. Uh, like, so if if that if there was a floating base camp and something breaks down, you just send another robot to retrieve it and you bring it up and then you fix it. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just saying I would be great for this because I would you know play the role of the everyman in this movie. Okay, it's not a movie, and you'll probably die a cold and lonely death, but oh. go ahead. All right. I don't well, think you'd be the everyman either. I think you'd be the, the, the wild card. Yeah, oh, yeah you're, definitely the, the, you're definitely yeah. the wild card. You're like the robot that doesn't work correctly. Yeah, you're, yeah. The, you're the guy that everybody uh, assumes is the saboteur, but then you come out of your space jail to save everybody. Oh, so they'd call me like cowboy plan. or something. I don't know. I think I would put Mike in like the Wally. Kind of category. What, the guy like, who picks up garbage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need janitors. It's like, hey, hey, rookie, clean up my space shit. <laughs> Got a little bit on the wall Mike here. Mike <laughs> will do anything to get to Mars. Uh, here's some cool get exploration to tools. Uh, the astronauts could interact uh, virtually with Mars surface robots using technology like that developed at Lockheed Martin's collaborative human immersive laboratory. So they already are also working on stuff that like astronauts could control virtually. That's awesome. Or that anybody could. Uh, other high-tech tools could aid surface exploration as well. For example, tiny robots carrying small sensors could crawl down into lava tubes, repel off cliffs, or, cliffs or perform other specific tasks. Ooh, can I control a nanohive? Yeah, definitely, Mike. Awesome. You should uh, start getting your nanohive certification now so you'd be ready when they start hiring for Yeah, this. it's only like 300 bucks for the test. Yeah. The nano hive doesn't exist yet, but you can learn how to control one. For 300 bucks, I'll definitely teach you. <laughs> uh, Jolly stressed that the Mars base camp is not a substitute for getting actual boots on the red planet. It's a precursor. Uh, for example, Lockheed Martin has looked into developing a reusable uh, what is that sortie system to get astronauts from Mars base camp down to the surface and back to orbit again. A single-stage lander and ascent vehicle would enable two-week missions to Mars with the ability to abort at any time. Wait. So when people actually do go down there and shit goes bad, you just fly back up to the station. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> they watched that movie, The Martian. At they're first, like, okay, I so misunderstood what it said, and it was like, two-week missions to Mars, so like, it only takes two weeks to get to no, Mars. I mean two weeks on the ground. I get Mars. it now, but I was very confused for a second. Yeah, it literally sounds like they watched the movie and were like, yeah, I, I can see well, this it's happening. Every Mars movie... The same thing happens. Like everybody dies, and like somebody gets left there. Remember, Don Cheadle was the guy in a in a, in a different Mars movie. Oh yeah, and uh, Lou Gossett Jr. in Enemy Mine. Yeah, I mean that was based on a true story, though. Um, well, yeah, that's why they're doing this. Moving on. Oh, we got a great feature segment for you guys this week. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna be talking Spooky. about um, what is it? 
exorcisms? Possessions. possessions. possessions Demonic possessions. Yeah, I was, I was like, how do I phrase this? Demonic possessions and the exorcisms that hopefully follow. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's pretty hopeful. You would you'd think. Otherwise, it's just murder. It's like, oh, we know about this well, Like, one. how many demons are just walking around like... They just look like a weird homeless guy, but oh. then they like. According to the movie Frailty, starring Bill Paxton, a, a bunch. Lot. Yeah, it's pretty much all of them. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And Donald Trump. But uh, moving on to some uh, weird cryptozoology stuff. Alien creature, uh, transparent flying horse spotted in England. Okay. If it was transparent, how was it that's spotted? That's an excellent question, Lauren. Well, that doesn't mean invisible. You can yeah. see through it. Oh. Like, a, like a drinking glass. You can tell that there's a. That bottle's there. What's that? She, she, Lauren can't tell. Any, anything that you can see through? Yeah. I have transparency blindness. <laughs> she walks into those uh, sliding glass doors every All single time. Oh, that's why I married her, because she's just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> In so. every way. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, the 49-year-old woman, Joanne Matthews, told Cryptozoology News that she was dropping her granddaughter off at her home in Runcorn when they saw the odd creature last Wednesday evening. They didn't get any pictures of it. I was kind of hoping. <laughs> it was a very clear night. Both myself and my granddaughter noticed the constellations, Orion's belt, uh, etc. We then noticed something moving slowly across the sl- sky, higher than a plane, uh, said the sales manager. The weird thing is that it was the same color as the sky. Its wings, she explained, were flapping, adding that as the reason they were able to differentiate its shape in the sky. So it's because it was moving around. This yeah. might have been a predator alien ship. It could be. Yeah, it those, seems like a ship that's Do those cloaked. have flapping wings? I don't know. Maybe uh, they were uh, I mean, not in the going movie. into combat mode. Right. Uh, it was uh, physically moving. It was my granddaughter who said it was a pegasus, as its shape and movement looked like it. The woman described the creature as having large protrusions on both sides of its body. To see this clearly, it must have been huge. It had a head and body shape that looked like it was flying, said Matthews. So, yeah, that's... Uh, there's been other stuff, uh, like it, the article goes on to note, in 2014, a Colorado resident released the images of jelly-like or jellyfish-like flying creatures in his backyard. Oh, are these the orange and green things? Is that yeah. Yep. Those are just water droplets fucking with his camera. Yeah, there's, there's water inside yeah. your camera. Yeah. You can literally see the light source that's causing it to be orange. Yeah, like, that is real dumb. Where's the green light source, though? It could be from the same light source. Just the way it's refracting on that side. Uh, in changes. 2015, a man in Switzerland claimed to have been attacked by a transparent flying object. He also reported missing time. Oh, that was Mothman. So <laughs> skeptics believe that uh, that uh, all of these things are linked to uh, ball lightning. A lot of a lot of things seem so, like to come back to ball, ball lightning. Why does ball lightning like end up being the scapegoat for most things like that's what skept- that's their go-to thing now it's like ah it was ball lightning it was ball lightning. we don't know what that is it's yeah. like- swamp gas yeah <laughs> well ball lightning is the theor is the conspiracy theorists everything alien that we can't that isn't humanoid basically yeah so i don't know what do you guys think pegasus transparent pegasus what could that be i guess uh i mean it's I'm gonna go def- ahead and go with ball lightning. It could be I'm a gonna, thunderbird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say definitely not ball lightning. <laughs> I'm right. gonna go with Any, anything but ball lightning. Please elaborate, then, if you're so smart. All right, uh, I would say that it's uh, a Pegasus. Uh, so a, you're saying she's telling the truth? Yeah. It's well, just, I'm not saying that she's telling the truth. I'm just saying it sounds like a. It's Pegasus. a Pegasus that's been cloaked. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a Romulan. Nowhere in the Greek myths does it say Pegasus aren't see-through, and it doesn't say that they're not fifty-seven feet tall. That's true. <laughs> also true. It doesn't say that. I mean, well, they do say uh, Hercules was a huge mountain of a man. He'd need a big old. So they horse. meant a literal mountain. Hercules never rode a Pegasus. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you read Greek myths? It was Perseus. Maybe Hercules that's wasn't not, all that's that. That's not strong. ridiculous, Lauren. Hercules, For Hercules, Hercules maybe even wasn't very strong. He's just the size ridiculous. of King Kong. Yeah, he was just really big. I mean. He used uh, he he used his fingernails to uh, create trenches. That is true. Eh, well. Normal size oh, dude. So he was just Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Her- you're confusing. Yeah, Hercules. Was no, Paul I'm not confusing. Oh, I'm saying yeah. he, <laughs> I'm on. saying Paul Bunyan was related to Hercules. Oh, I can, yeah, I could see him. They're like cousins. Yeah. Bunyan's a Greek name. Yeah the the image of Paul Bunyan. He looks a little Greek. No. Uh, man makes Bigfoot 911 call. All right. In 1996, a man from the uh, Kitsap Peninsula, Washington, made an alarming 911 call. This is kind of a, this is like a, a Bigfoot hotspot, I think. Kind of. This is like a what? The, oh yeah, the Northwest. Yeah. Kitsap, Washington. Yeah, it's the yeah. peninsula. Yeah. Its name has come up quite a bit in Bigfoot stuff. Uh, the call lasted about two minutes, and its content is consistent with other Bigfoot descriptions and countless reports. Is it real or fake? Let's uh, take it's a real. listen. Let's see if we skip ahead here. That's a scary music. Uh, with someone or something crawling around out here. Do you see what it was? A person or an animal? Or? I can't tell. All I know is my sensor light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this running across the yard. I'm a good sized man. Or something that looks like a man. I don't know what it was. Just it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood for? Yeah, my dog was killed just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, just running. about his situation. No, it sounds like this guy got attacked by Shaq, though. Yeah, we, we were talking about how big Shaq was before the show. No, this is a confirmed LeBron James sighting, I think. This <laughs> no, this feels very real to me because he didn't want to say Bigfoot because he was legitimately fucking scared and he knew that if he, he does, yeah, just if he said called... it, it's public record. Yeah. yeah. No, well, he was like, I, I don't want to say this is Bigfoot, but I think this but is But it's Bigfoot. freaking me out. It's a... I, all I can say is he's looking at me. That's a, that's the part that convinces me. He's yeah. looking at me. Yeah. Like, what's he doing? He's looking right at me. He's just... No, I, I, I actually, I kind of believe this guy. I believe this guy, and I feel sorry for him. Like, 
She just didn't fucking care. Well, I think if he would have said, like, there's a Bigfoot here, then maybe she would have she stepped on it. But, uh, yeah, so I guess people, uh, authorities responded and searched the area, but they didn't find anything. Too late, because she was busy asking stupid-ass questions. Yeah, I mean, he said he was he was about six foot nine, but it sounded like he was, like, I mean, he's probably bigger than that. No, he, he doesn't want to say bigger than yeah, that. he doesn't want to say he's, like, eight feet tall. Yeah. No, it, a lot of what this guy s- was saying sounded like, I need to make this sound more plausible. <laughs> yeah, I need what to. What is actually going yeah, on? Yeah, I need to kind of clean well, this up a little bit. I guess I, it's smart because if you're in that situation, right? You're you need help, and you need help. You don't want to say Bigfoot because then they're like, "Ah, oh, it's a prank call." Yeah, ah, oh, fuck you. So you're just like, it's it's a big guy. Please send the police. Yeah, <laughs> send anybody yeah. out here, please. <laughs> I just don't want to be alone anymore. Yeah, the guy. The guy sounded legit, honestly. Like I believe he really it. Did. He sounded scared, and he sounded like he didn't want to call it Bigfoot, and he just needed help. I I believe it. Yeah, like when the dog started barking, and he like freaked out a little bit. Well, no, he said his dog was dead. Well, he, he said, had another dog. It was oh. a different dog, yeah. Or was it? <laughs> yeah. No, maybe he put the dog in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> God, I, those are so easy to find. I don't know why more people don't use them. Uh, here's a Bigfoot video from Alaska. This is from a couple of days ago, but the video was actually uh, recorded in 2011. Okay. Huh, okay. Uh, here's a. This is from uh, Cryptozoology News, and you guys can check all this stuff out in the show notes. Um, uh, they want to take some points into consideration. The hiker releasing the video footage said he was with a friend. The friend cannot be heard in the footage. I don't think that's. It doesn't matter. Too crazy. I don't give a shit about your friend. Yeah. What is the animal carrying in its hand? Is the man's reaction credible enough? I don't know. Let's well, let's find out. Let's uh, be the let's be the judge. Well, I'm gonna play it for you, so it's not gonna have any sound. But let's see if we can. Hopefully, just... there's subs or something. I will say it's a very pretty shot and good quality. No, that no. This is all just like stock footage. The cryptozoology. Oh. Cryptozoology they, they news. Uh, they have uh, yeah, they have their own uh, YouTube channel now, so they're padding. These oh, I was fucking excited because I was like, "Damn, like, this damn, is gonna that's be great good... footage." Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be so clear. This is what we need. Of course, the moment Bigfoot is in question, it's right. gonna be shit. You see it? All right, yep, I saw. Oh it. fuck! Ooh, wow. Let me go back. Actually, that's pretty clear footage. That that's some of the clearest shit I've ever seen. There. Yeah. yeah. He does have something in his hand. Could that be watch, a? Watch. Keep watching. He oh, takes a leap. Whoa. And then he's hiding right there and then runs off. Wow. Okay. Could that be a bear? I mean, no, it there's no way that's it's, a bear. It's not a bear for sure. It's but got. It's. Holy. It kind of looks more like a gorilla than a bear. Can you maximize that video, John? Enhance. Maximize that? Enhance. Yeah, enhance, please. Go. Enhance. Let me go back a little bit further. Go back to where Bigfoot first shows up. Alright, so here's the video. What the f- That looks pretty good. Fuck? I mean, this is pretty good footage. It could be a guy in a fur I suit. I guess it could be a it guy It could be a guy in a ghillie suit. Yeah. My question is, is if it is a guy in a suit, what the fuck is in his hands? <laughs> Do you think he's in a suit in the forest looking at his Facebook on his phone? It could be. <laughs> it could be. could be at Mountain Dew. You guys want to? You guys want to hear the reaction real quick before yeah, we move yeah, on? Let's, let's hear this let's shit. Yeah, play it. Scary music. Oh shit! There it is again. There it is. There it is. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
it is, there it is. It's right behind that tree. So he doesn't seem too excited. So I guess that's what that's what's calling into question is that he doesn't seem it very does, excited. That does kind of take away from it. If any of us in this room right now saw Bigfoot, we would be throwing a fucking fit. I don't know. I think I would be quiet. I think yeah, I'd I'd really I would try. Quiet. I would try to watch it yeah, for as long as possible. Yeah, you wouldn't want to scare it See, off. I guess that's the thing is like the guy in the first video. He sounded legit bothered by what he was seeing. Well, he's calling nine one one for help. Yeah. yeah. These guys also... These guys, they're out in the middle of the woods. There is no help. Also, so, there was no yeah. way to see how big that thing was in context. True. So I I kind of feel like that was a guy in a suit of some kind. Could have been a hunter. And he was checking his... It very well could have been Do you think hunters put on fur suits? They put on ghillie suits. The, uh, Are ghillie suits made of fur? I don't know if it they put on ghillie suits all the time. It's not it's necessarily fur. That was fur. So well, a ghillie suit looks like fur. That looks yeah. like legit fur. It can look fur. like whatever you want it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm skeptical about that one. Yeah, but it, it, it could be good. I'd like to hear more from the witnesses. Yeah, me too. Ooh, yawning. This is a microphone. <laughs> Keep the energy up, Lauren. <laughs> People listening at work right now probably really appreciate that yawn. Yeah. You get that 2.30 feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on to UFO news. Uh, shock as boat crew sees UFO five times the size of their ship rise from the sea and disappear. The All fuck? Right. Five crew members of an offshore supply ship saw a monster UFO rise from the ocean. It has been astonishingly claimed. UFO investigators are now calling for more witnesses to come forward after the shock report was made to a specialist organization. The UFO sighting allegedly happened last Tuesday in the Gulf of Mexico, about 80 miles southeast of New Orleans, and uh, it was reported two days later. The report was made to the U.S.-based National UFO Reporting Center, uh, New Folk. New Fork. New Folk. That is an unfortunate anagram. Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, horrible. It keeps a database of sightings and investigative cases. Uh, one unnamed crew member who was the chief engineer of OSV said the UFO was five times bigger than the 240-foot oil rig supply ship they were on. The report said uh, at close to 7 p.m. on March 21st, just before dusk, myself and four of the crew members aboard our vessel saw a craft that appeared to be five times our 240-foot vessel in length. So the entire crew saw it. The entire crew saw it, yeah. I don't think you can miss that. No, shit. If that thing is literally five times the size of your big ship. Yeah. Uh, My line of sight was about a quarter mile from our vessel. There was a rig behind the craft about a half mile away. So, there, he's saying he saw another ship. No, I think he means he saw there was an oil rig. Oh, an oil rig, okay. Yeah. About a half mile away. So, yeah, there is other people that could have potentially have seen it. Uh, I used this to help gauge the size of the craft. He said it was visible for about 40 seconds. That's a good long time. Yeah. yeah. He had the craft rose up out of the water about 40 feet, but no water was dripping from the craft. Within oh, a split weird. second, the craft disappeared at a 30-degree angle into the sky. He estimated it traveled faster than the speed of light entering the room, and within a second was gone, or less than a second. He added, I can say for sure that the craft was dark-colored, oval in shape, and made no sound whatsoever. He said with so many rigs in the area, there must have been other witnesses. Uh, Nuff Fork is urging anyone else to get in contact about the significant sightings. So, okay, so he's guessing using the oil rig farther away as a base point. He was 
you using that so to guess that he it was, was a about- quarter of a mile away from the uh, the vessel, and and. Uh, the oil rig was oil half a mile. It was a half away. a mile away. So the uh, so the thing that he saw rise up out of the ocean was about halfway between him and this oil rig. Yeah, and so from that he's guessing that it was about five times the size of his ship. Right. Uh, from that far, uh, like some of the things he said, like he didn't see water dripping off it. I'm like, well, from that far away, would you really? I mean, the thing was like, ah, could you? But if it was deep underwater, yeah. might see something coming off of it. Like you some know. sort of spray coming Maybe. off of it. Yeah, some, some my theory. Hmm. Aliens. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe it. You know what I think? Pegasus. Pegasus. It's another Pegasus. <laughs> it's another Pegasus. Thunderbird. Jared really, really wants a Pegasus to be real. I mean, it is, buddy. Don't worry. Well, I mean, he gets I turned on by Pegasi because he's a half centaur. Pegasi. Yeah, Jared's half centaur. <laughs> Which means he only has hooves. <laughs> just, just the man half. <laughs> He's only the man half, but he does have hooved feet. Oh, shit, we're all half centaurs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You can put that on your resume. I'm take it fucking to the going to now. Uh, alien enthusiast mysteriously disappears, leaving behind locked code cover room and statue of 16th century philosopher who predicted extraterrestrial life. I don't think predicting extraterrestrial life is that <laughs> great because... It's likely. Yeah, but he was the first person to do this. I guess back in the 16th century. Yeah, Yeah. I guess back that far, okay, yeah. Yeah, Also, they probably burned that guy alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A student has mysteriously disappeared in Brazil, leaving behind a locked room covered in code and a 2,000 pound statue, pound as in, or. As in money. As in money, of a 16th century alien hunter. Uh, alien enthusiast Bruno Borges, 24, reportedly vanished from his family home in Brazil last Monday while working on a secretive project. Uh, the psychology student's disappearance has sparked worldwide interest, with many believing he's been abducted by aliens, after a bizarre video of the inside of his room was leaked online. And that's the video at the top there, the story. Yeah. Borges appears to have turned the room into a shrine to the extraterrestrial world, has removed all the furniture, and put up a creepy self-portrait of himself with an alien. That's a little judgmental to call it creepy. Yeah, well, he probably mayor, liked so, it. Yeah, they're they're a judgy newspaper. Yeah. yeah. The walls are also covered with coded writing and signs associated with Satanism and the Illuminati are spread across the yeah, floor. Yeah, I'll give it a look. <laughs> among the writings were passages from the Bible and phrases from Leonardo da Vinci, which lay in among fourteen handwritten books, which were also encrypted. So journals, journals, not handwritten books. No, because these are neat. They have, like, numbers on them. They're bound. Uh, yeah, apparently he bound them himself. And he also like wrote that. them in a code. That's kind of cool. I don't know. I no, it's cool. I kind of <laughs> think everything this guy is doing is cool. I got cool. a lot of respect for this kid. It's yeah. crazy, but cool at the same time. Well, it's just his, it's just his well, hobby. We, have we broken the code yet? Uh, we'll keep One reading. guy did, yeah. There was uh, also a huge statue of philosopher uh, Giordano Bruno, which was reportedly bought for 2,000 pounds a few weeks ago, looming over the room. Oh. Uh, Giordano Bruno was one of the first thinkers to predict the existence of ex- extraterrestrial life, and some have suggested the boy was trying to complete his work. Relatives say Borges was constantly asking them for funding for his latest secretive project, but wouldn't give any details apart from saying he was writing a series of books that would change humanity in a good way. That's a so big-ass statue. statue. That, yeah. yeah, it's a really big statue. Well, I mean, 2,000 pounds, that's a, what, $3,000? I can't so probably mo- Probably more like 4500 I think. Well, there's is 1.5 or something I don't know. It doesn't like matter, that. but yeah. it's a lot of money. So it better be a big statue for that much money. True. Uh, here's his weird code 
things that he's like stacked up and written. Like he didn't write it down on paper. He like built he, like, like a structure yeah, he built with it. A, Weird structure out of cardboard. And That's very something. odd. I don't. I it's wonder what coded. his reasoning for yeah, it, presenting it, 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 it that way. Also neatly written. Yeah, it's insane. Like he took a piece of paper underneath each. I don't even know how he, he did that. Filled the entire thing up perfectly. There's no lining on what he wrote on it. Every line. Well, is you could just perfect. when you write, you could just have the ruler going across the page. Maybe he had a ruler. Yeah. I'm never that neat. <laughs> the students. Uh, Shaken businessman father Athos Borges said uh, he saw his son when he left their family home in Rio Branco, Acre, without any money after lunch on March 27th. He said the family have received some information, but nothing concrete and nothing that would indicate what has happened. He told uh, G1Globo.com, we have tried to call him on his cell phone, but it's off. He's never gone before. He did not take anything, and the last time we saw him, he was leaving home. Here's a picture of him with E.T., the extraterrestrial. <laughs> Legit. Borges' mother, uh, Denise, uh, told the Gaucho newspaper that the family had lunch together and that everything seemed fine. She said he was clever in school and he was always different, a born leader with high powers of persuasion. I legit thought you were going to say seduction. <laughs> high powers of seduction. Yeah, maybe. He is such a kind-hearted boy. Mr. and Mrs. Borges uh, had just returned from a month-long trip before his disappearance. Uh, while they were away, Borges' sister Gabriella said her brother had isolated himself in his bedroom, which he always kept locked. Gabriella says she believes her brother has a plan and is working on publishing the 14 handwritten books found in his room. This guy, I mean, he's probably pretty smart to compile all that, even if it's nonsense and he's insane. He's I'm, yeah. so I'm sure he's incredibly smart, but he's probably also a little bit crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, the smarter you get, the like, I think that shit balances out. The smarter you are, the more likely you are to have mental issues. It kind of, You get That's weirder true. as you get more intelligent. Uh, she said, we were very worried. Now we think he's okay. He has a project, which is the publication of these 14 books. I think he had to do it that way. That doesn't give us any information. It's like, you were worried, and now you think it's fine because he wrote the books? He yeah, didn't take the books weird. with him. The books are still there. Yeah. The 14 bound manuscripts, each with a Roman numeral on them, were found in the room written in the same code as that on the walls. A photograph that allegedly shows one page of one of the books has appeared online and has been decoded by a Brazilian computer expert. One passage supposedly says, It is easy to accept that you have been taught since childhood and what is wrong. It is difficult as an adult to understand that you were wrongly taught what you suspected was correct since you were a child. In other words, if you fit into the system, your behavior will be determined, making you at the mercy of beliefs already provided and well-established in the dogmas and rituals with the masses. The Criminal Investigation Department are investigating Borges' disappearance. According to lead investigator Fabrizio Sobrera, the case remains confidential, but all possibilities are being considered. So, I think this guy, it's probably just a 14-part manifesto. Which yeah, his, where's the picture of the books? I his opening book. lines Here's aren't that the crazy. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the video that shows his whole room. Oh, let's look at it. Let's look at his room. Yeah, because it's got all fourteen books there, all with Roman numerals. And yeah, then, yeah, this is weird. Yeah, like he. Well, oh, it's not gonna let us look at it. Oh, maybe it's loading. I did notice that they had mentioned like satanic stuff. I'm wondering if they're talking about the statue of Isis that's around the floor down there. And is if there that a statue of ISIS? There it, is. it was on the the thumb image of the video. Yeah, there was a shelf by the floor, and there were a couple little oh, statuettes. Here it goes, here it goes. 
Oh, right, he's so got the big statue. What's the crap? We need to pause it at the pentagram. Okay. What the fuck has he got down there? So I guess you want to maximize it. So yeah, that's like a pentagram, but that's more of like a, looks more like of a like a Freemason type of the, pentagram. That's um. It's very like uh. That's got geometric. like geometric. Yeah, it's very hermetic. What the fuck do we have? Looks like some golden dawn shit. Well, we've got. I can't tell if it's just a blurry picture, but there there's is a feminine symbol right I here. I can't tell if it's feminine or if there's a if one side is missing. To it looks it, like one side is missing, which to that. would make it not Venus or feminine. It would make it something else. Something broken femininity. No, like I, uh, I think Saturn. That's so fucking cool. He did a really good job. Yeah, this is all like Jesus, very. Jesus, look at that! Oh my up. god, it's he's written all over the walls. Nice book collection. I'd like to. Oh, we should pause it on his books. I want to see what kind of books he has. Oh, he's typed all of his books out. That's the that's well, the one all in page code. that they showed. We can't read any of this. Everything's coded. It looks like he's got perfect circles up there and stuff. Yeah. Everything is very neat. Everything's it so neat. Hey, what is that? What's on the Oh, he's got shit on he's the got, ceiling he's all too. Over the ceiling. Weird codes and stuff. Oh, no, what's look at that? all that. That's crazy. Oh, he's got It looks like a like a He's got like a minimalistic version of the Tree of Life there on the wall. It kind of appears like Is that or, what this is? Maybe? Or is that some sort of maybe it's a Looks more like stitches or could be even DNA maybe. Maybe this guy this guy, this is Whatever sort of freaked me out doing. because it's so neat and like well put together. I'm like, maybe this kid did find something. Maybe yeah. he figured something out. He's got another. I don't see any of this satanic stuff they're talking about. It's not very satanic. About. They're probably talking about the, <laughs> the pentagram. The yeah, they're confused about. Ooh, now we can see the. Mm, no, we can't. Um, but yeah, I think they're talking about the, the circle on the floor is making them think that it's satanic. And the thing on the wall, too, I'm and, sure. Yeah, it, it looks very occult. You could call it a cult, but Plus, satanic, yeah. I don't believe that. Well, combined with like just the creepy oh, serial the, killer. Okay, a, that is a weird picture. Oh, that's a cool alien. picture. Yeah. It's really well done, though. That's Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's like him and like this greenish alien. They're in like doomsday cloaks. And, yeah. yeah, they're in like weird cloaks. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're wearing uh, Heaven's Gate mind. outfits. But yeah. can we talk about the artistic quality of this painting? Oh, it's, it's well done. It's yeah. well done. Actually, everything in this room is well everything done. Everything yeah. he does is really the, fucking uh, good. The human, so the human in the painting looks a lot like you, John. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is John. This kid's clearly a genius, but like that doesn't mean that he's not completely bonkers. Yeah, that the statue is it. just overpowering in that room. So yeah, he locked himself in here and prepared all this, and then disappeared. God, I would love to just. Pause but his parents seem to think that he's fine for some reason. Like, oh, he's got another one of those. Oh, uh, another painting. Ooh, wonder what's on the. Yeah, it's a weird painting. I of him really like his paintings. He should just be an artist. Well, he's got to well, prove to the world that aliens now. exist. But yeah, there's another one of those uh, weird. Uh, Symbol things that he had on the wall was on the ceiling as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it looked that. like the. It looked like it's either like Lauren said, a, a minimized or minimalistic version of the tree of life, or I, it looks like stitches on like a wound. 
Maybe he figured out how to some 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 weird kind of occult way to talk to aliens. Yeah, maybe maybe he opened up. Maybe that thing is like a portal. Yeah, something I, crazy. I'm I'm thinking that he left voluntarily to go do something specific, and he's gonna come back. You kind of get that vibe, don't yeah. you? Just because everything. I in hope that, so. I hope he comes I, back. And, I'm rooting and people for can him. Interview At him. least I hope he's doing something good. I hope, I hope he's not being like horribly abused by alien. Yeah, I hope right he's now. not being abused or dissected, and I hope that whatever he was up to was genuinely good for humanity and not some weird horrible thing. At the very least, I'm impressed with what he's done with his room. He is way cleaner than I am, first of all, <laughs> and second, and so meticulous. Way, way more meticulous. Yeah, um, his ability at making pentagrams and shit is commendable because it takes me for fucking ever to make a fucking circle. <laughs> and I really like his all statue. The, I don't know if he used any protractors or anything, but like all the circles he had on there were Well, you don't, you don't have to have a protractor. All you need is a piece of string. I suppose. Something to hold one end of the string down as a center and then you just move it in a circle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but. It just takes... I just forget that and try to do it the hard way and I end up with <laughs> oblong... Well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna talk about uh, demonic possessions and exorcisms, and then in our "You Believe in What" segment, we're gonna talk about people that believe that the Earth is flat. Woo! We'll be right back. Break. Hi. Did a did a research on demonic possessions. Wait, what about me? Oh, you're still here. Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, we, we have, yeah you're not welcome back. We we Lauren hurt Jared's feelings. Uh, she said that he was only worth he was only his life was only the value of six seabirds. Yeah, what a jerk, right? Not seagulls, yeah. seabirds. It's better than like seagulls. Like pelicans. Yeah, like a pelican or egret. They're very elegant. <laughs> what about a heron? So uh, we want to talk about demonic possessions. Yes. I thought it would be a good idea to start with what a, de- a demonic possession is. Now, okay. a demonic possession is when a demon slowly enters into your body and starts taking control of your thoughts and uh, your physical actions. Yes. Do you think it's always a slow process? Ye- I think it happens pretty slowly. Usually, usually. from what I've read and about, it's... A fairly slow process, at least from inf- from the beginning infestation to the actual possession. I don't think it like happens in like a split second, like you see in like some horror movies, where yeah. it's just like all of a sudden, like you have zero control. It's like you feel it creeping up. I think. Hmm. Yeah, it 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 typically the from what I was reading, the demon typically does has a a stage called infestation, where it's not actually possessing anybody yet, but it's it's got a target, and it's doing a lot to break down the will of the person that they're trying to possess, usually by doing scary shit. 
Yeah, or just causing like uh, small illnesses that lead to bigger illnesses. Mm, emotional yeah. Yeah, distress. Yeah, they can they can affect your body even before being possessed, and then <clears throat> gets to the point where your will's broken down enough they can actually possess possess you. At which point they try you know try and break you down even further and get you to do really horrific shit. So it says that there's levels of demonic possession. Uh, there's mild demonic possession here. Even uh, a layperson, by the means of his or her intellect and basic understanding of demonic possession, can understand from observing an individual's abnormal behavior that something is amiss with the possessed person. Okay. So, so it basically just comes down to like a person's like personality just starting to change, or you notice some big changes. Basically, all the symptoms... For uh, depression, yeah. For this, are like uh, are, are schizophrenia, depression, and bipolar depression. That shit did make me laugh a little bit. I was like, this all seems very familiar. It says a uh, medium demonic possession. Here, one would require a higher level of sixth sense or extra sensory perception to be able to discern whether the person is possessed. So this is like, like the higher the level of demonic possession, the more the person. Or more, the demon is able to hide. Oh, okay. I see what they're talking about. Okay, it, it's 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 kind of reverse of what you would actually think. So, the higher level of possession, the harder it is to detect the actual possession. It says severe demonic possession. Here, only a saint would it be able to diagnose whether a person is possessed. Oh, aren't what? Are yeah. there any living? S- the whole point of a well, saint- there there are no there are living saints. We just don't know that they haven't saints been yet. sainted yet. Oh, they're still saints while they're alive. They just, we just don't know yet. But my thought on like the, these whole levels is that it seems kind of it makes it sounds things, like church. It sounds like church. <laughs> it also makes things really easy to say. It also sounds like a role playing game. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but like how easy is it to say that like a celebrity or someone is possessed by the devil and it's severe and people can't tell because it's severe. You know what I mean? Kim Kardashian? Well, that how- would be mild. I think anyone can see that. I mean, how else did she make a million dollars from a sex tape or whoever- millions of dollars from a sex tape? That's, Demons. That's se- severe. Well, that's medium possession. Yeah. Whoever wrote this uses the term demon and ghost interchangeably, which... Seems incorrect. Is in- does, isn't correct. Well, a lot of religions, yeah, believe that they're the same thing. Like, there's, like, subsets of Christianity that believe in all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, 100% real. There's, like, like evil people are possibly all possessed. Stuff like that. Hmm. But we don't have to get into that shit. Yeah, let's this, just this get website's into, pretty Let's get into looking. normal weird shit. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, you guys, or Mike, you read a book by uh, about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, I read uh, The Demonologist by Gerald Brittle, written in like the s- late 70s, I want to say. Yeah, it it's late out. 70s. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It's, um... <coughs> <coughs> oh, damn. Tell us real quick about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, they were, and Lorraine Warren's still alive. Ed Warren is dead. They were prominent. They call themselves demonologists. Lorraine is a clairvoyant, and Ed was just a demonologist. He was apparent, allegedly, the only non 
priest who was allowed to perform exorcisms by the Catholic Church. Did the Catholic Church ever say that, or did he just say that? Um, I'm not sure. That's it's. I, I think he just said that. I believe it was verified with the Catholic because he said it multiple times. He did publicly. say it a, a lot, and um, recently there have been movies made about some of their stories: The Conjuring, The Conjuring Two. Um, and within that is the story of Annabelle, the Annabelle movie, the psychotic doll, well. and the Annabelle movie, but it doesn't really feature them. Uh, but they had a, a lot of prominent cases. They kind of came to stardom with their investigation of the Amityville horror. Yeah, let's go over that real quick. It's one of their okay. most famous cases. Uh, the Warrens were asked to investigate the Amityville haunting in 1975. George and Kathy Lutz had moved in with their three kids into a home in a uh, suburban Dutch colonial house where uh, Reynold DeFeo Jr. had murdered his family the year before. Nobody ever wants to move into a murder house, and it's because everyone's heard this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the th- uh, some of the facts about the DeFeo murders, and this kind of coincides with what the Warrens talk about, especially demonic pose- uh, demonic events take place only at night, and around three o'clock is the most powerful time for them to happen. So uh, Ronald DeFeo, who was the young son. I think I don't know if he was the youngest, but I think he was the middle child. About three o'clock in the morning, he shotgunned to death his entire family, and then I believe himself. Holy shit! Beautiful. It, I, th- I think it took them a couple days to find them too. Yeah. Uh, while the family was unpacking, a priest came to bless the house. This is when the new family, uh, the Lutzes, were moving in. Uh. And they were told in a masculine voice to get out. After the house was uh, plagued by flies, Kathy began having nightmares, receiving welts, and le- uh, levitating in her sleep. That's always an indication to move. Yeah. yeah. If I learned anything from Ghostbusters. Uh, George discovered a hidden red room before which the family dog cowered. Um, somewhere there is a picture of the flies... And when they say plagued with flies, they mean it was an empty room with literally thousands of flies in it for no reason. Why wouldn't you leave then? All right. I'm okay with the idea that you don't believe in the paranormal. That's fine. But you've it's now official that you've invested into a into a gross building. Like this is a nasty house. Like they've obviously got tons of flies like in the walls or something. Yeah, a, a couple other things that they don't mention in this article is that um the dad of the Lutz family was constantly talking about how he could never keep warm, even though it was like 80 degrees in the house. He would sit in front of the fire with a bunch of blankets on his body, and he could just never be warm, and a, ho- a whole bunch of other things. Hmm. Yeah, it says uh, the house was originally uh, used by the Shinnecock Indians, and they had used the land to enclose... Uh, as an enclosure to house the sick and the mad who were deserted to die alone and in pain. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's actually okay. the, the, the Native American tribe uh, that's like mixed into my family. So we actually really? we yeah. actually have some Indian, not burial ground, but close enough kind of action yeah. on Indian this story. Indian Asylum. Yeah, Indian Asylum, which is a new twist. Oh, I, I, I didn't hear that part. Hmm. That's interesting. That. Uh, so what? Uh, what actually happened in this case? The Warrens investigated, obviously. Yeah, well, the Warrens got called in after um, after the family left. The family never went back after they left. Um, 
So the Warrens got called in. So it's just like the movie, like the second guy didn't murder his whole family. Like they got out before yeah, he no, did that. Yeah, no, no, the, the Lutzes all lived. Uh, there's, okay. there's a Netflix documentary about the youngest son that the youngest son made. And he refuses to even set foot in the house. And yeah, he no, talks about they're it. all fucked up <clears throat> from it still. It's a, it's a little boring, the documentary, but it's also really interesting. Because you can see this guy has some major emotional issues stemming from this house. Right, and right. They, and the, so, so the theory is that the, the guy that murdered his family was possessed by, uh, like, a demon? Something, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they say demon in the demonologist, but... After hearing all this, uh, how it was used in a, basically an <coughs> asylum and shit like that, I'm kind of wondering... John Ketchum lived there, and it was commonly believed he practiced the dark arts. Maybe it's just one of those places that are strong in demonic energy, or strong in uh, occult energy. What are those? Windows? Is that what they're called, I think? Yeah. Window or... I mean, maybe putting all of those suffering people in one place opened up you know, like a window into a dark space. Yeah, it's. I think it's a place kind of like the the town of um, Point Pleasant, where it's just more prone for some reason to supernatural events. Right, right. Uh, the second one they talk about is the uh, Perron family haunting. Uh, in 1971, the Perron family moved into the charming farm home on the old Arnold estate in Harrietsville, Rhode Island. From the start, Mother Carolyn was the focus for paranormal events, starting with her uh, awaking to a woman in a gray dress telling her to get out. Get out. I'll drive you out with death and gloom. That's very specific. And oh, this was terrifying. the story that The Conjuring is based on. Okay. Is this like a possession thing? Uh, yeah. So from there, things escalated with uh, pinches, slaps, and burning and stabbing sensations alongside strange noises in the night, floating objects, and levitating beds. The Warrens quickly identified the cellar as a hot spot and Carolyn as the focus for the haunting of a spirit named Bathsheba Thayer, who had cursed the house in the 19th century. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is all covered in the the Conjuring movie. I mean, obviously, the Conjuring was Hollywooded up. So, but Bathsheba Thayer, uh, she. Uh, killed her baby and was charged with murder. Her baby's body had been found impaled in the head with a sharp object. Locals and authorities alike believed the murder to be a sacrifice to Satan and that Bathsheba herself was uh, practicing Satanists. The case eventually uh, dropped due to lack of evidence and Bathsheba lived the rest of her life as an outcast from the community. She died by hanging herself from a tree behind the house. The coroner wrote that upon examination of her body, he had never seen anything like it. Her uh, emancip- uh, emaciated body had solidified, seemingly turned to stone. So maybe That's... this wasn't a person. This was a person that had been possessed by a demon for a long for time. For a long time. And then she finally killed herself, and the demon left and left a, basically a husk. A husk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see that. Um... I can see it too. And it sounds like with this case, when the next family moves in and sees her ghost. I think it's a double hitter. So you've Could got be. the Very well be. you've got the demon floating about, and then you've got her ghost as a warning. Like maybe part of like the slapping and all the scary shit was her trying to get them out of the house and help them. See, maybe the same thing doesn't happen to that her. Yeah, yeah. yeah it said, they said the or spirit was trying to, to actually drive them out of the house, which normally a demon would want you to stay. Would right? yeah. be trying to keep you there, yeah. so it could keep fucking with you. 
So I think this is, uh, yeah, a case of a double hitter. So she was possessed, and that's why she impaled her baby's head. I mean, that's my theory. Yeah, that's that's from what from listening to uh, the demonologist. That's kind of the ultimate goal of a demon demonic possession is to get the person you possessed to do some bad shit. Yeah, like really bad shit. So let's uh, let's go to Annabelle. Why don't you read this one, Mike? Okay. <clears throat> the story of Annabelle begins with a mother buying her daughter an old Raggedy Ann doll on the young woman's birthday in 1970. The daughter, Donna, was a student nurse, soon noticed that the doll would move around the house of its own accord, often appearing with droplets of blood on its dress. When notes followed that read, Help Us, she and her roommate contacted a medium who believed that a little girl named Annabelle Higgins had possessed the doll. However, events escalated when the doll seemingly attacked a visiting friend and Donna contacted the Warrens. Ed and Lorraine realized that the doll was, in fact, being manipulated by the darker presence of a demon. At the conclusion of the investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a recitation of an exorcism blessing to cleanse the apartment. At Donna's request, and as a further precaution against supernatural phenomena even occurring again, the Warrens took the rag doll along with them when they left. They put Annabelle on a special case in their occult museum to keep her uniquely potent evil contained. Now, there's a lot of stuff that they leave out here. Okay. A lot of kind of important stuff. Um, so what happened is she gets this doll, and according to the demonologist, it was actually... Uh, uh, yeah, the mother bought her daughter a doll for her birthday because she loved... A, her raggedy and all when she was a kid. It was, it was kind of like a joke, not jokey gift. And uh, so the first the doll starts moving around, it would be in a different place when she got home. That, yeah, that would freak me the hell yeah, out. Yeah, that would weird me Yeah, out. its arms would be in different positions, would be in a different room. They started getting notes written in crayon saying, help us. And um, the they mentioned the blood on the doll, and that only actually happened once. It was three drops of blood on the on its left breast over where its heart would be and blood on the back of its hand. And that comes important later because when they actually have the medium over and invite this, what they think is a spirit in, it later cuts up the fuck out of her boyfriend three times. The on doll his, does? Uh, the spirit. Not the uh, doll well, itself. it's not actually a spirit, though. It's just the pretending to be a spirit. Yeah. Right? It, so it, it's trying to sell everyone that it's a spirit of a little girl. Yes. But really, it's a demon. Yeah, and it, it cut him with three claw marks on his chest uh, right where the doll was covered in blood. Um, yeah, it would leave them notes, and when he was cut, that's when they finally ended up calling in the Warrens. And the thing about it was is that because they actively invited the demon in the uh ed and lorraine were like well it's it's basically dormant you've invited in you really can't get rid of it i've made it dormant and you just basically have to keep blessing this place every so often the doll that's why they took the doll yeah that's why they took the doll but according to him the demon could easily come back if they didn't you know, watch out. So this is almost what was that movie where they ended up with a demon in their downstairs and they had to feed it and it was stuck oh, with the them. Baba Duke. Yeah, it's almost like the Baba Duke, but in real life. It's like you're never going to get rid of this, and you've got to appease it 
or things will be horrible. Well, they don't appease it. They just keep it away with uh, blessings holy, holy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah, he basically says, like, yeah, just have, like, a priest come in, cleanse the place at once every couple of years, and it should be okay. Okay, uh, let's see. This is the Conjuring Mirror. Uh, perhaps, no, well, I don't, I don't want to read this whole thing, but you read this book. This is a direct ex- excerpt from the book. This is a story about, uh, uh about a, uh, what, a demonic mirror? Uh, yeah, basically... Uh, so what happened is this is another Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren case where they kind of come in on the back end of it. What happened is this guy, Steven Zellner, who basically was a practice, he claimed he was a practicing sorcerer of black magic. He did a ritual, I forget what it's called, a th- seculum or something like that. And basically what it does is it invites a demon into the mirror and you can basically cause it to grant you not wishes, but kind of. You can ask it to do favors for you? Yeah, basically, because he said, he goes through the whole thing. It's like when he first did it, he thought nothing happened. It didn't work. He says when he first started out, Stephen saw very little in the mirror other than the movement of blurred forms or quick little incidents that meant nothing to him. But day by day, week by week, the more he concentrated his attention into the mirror, that is, the more he opened up his free will to the experience, the more control Stephen gained, and consequently, the more he could see. Uh, eventually, after performing this... Uh, speculum, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. This speculum ritual obsessively for many months, Mr. Zeller got to the point where all he had to do was state what he wanted to see, and the desired image would appear. So like Snow White. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, it, it eventually got to the point where he could... Um, he could cause minor events to happen that he was seeing in the mirror like you know he he it says here in time uh once he perfected the ritual he could actually tune into the future whenever he liked he could see uh indeed predict self-oriented events that would occur a day a month or even a year later but as the saying goes power makes slaves of us all and he soon decided to use this occult power going a step further then he projected people into the mirror invariably these were folks mr zellner didn't like, whom he singled out for revenge or punishment. So, so what was he doing? So you're saying he was, uh, he was basically like making things happen by like using the ritual to like, like add things or remove things from future events. Yeah, I, I think at one specific point <coughs> he created um, a thin film of grease on a on a stairway that caused somebody to slip down the, some stairs and break his arm, and a couple of other things. And uh, the problem with that was is that he made a mistake in the ritual somewhere. So uh, I guess the the demons he was using to cause these events were also kind of free to fuck with him, too. I don't understand why he wouldn't expect. I mean, when you say he made a mistake somewhere in the ritual, it's kind of like saying that he was hapless with it. But that's not fair, because if you're getting something as powerful as being able to see into future events and even alter them, wouldn't you expect some sort of equivalent exchange? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think. I don't necessarily think he made a mistake in the ritual. I just think that that's want the payment. Back. Yeah, yeah I think he didn't so consider started, payment. Uh, the spirits started actively engaging and oppressing him. Uh, disembodied footsteps and heavy breathing were heard in the otherwise empty house. 
Doors opened by themselves. Objects levitated or were flung around the room by unseen hands. Unearthly noises woke him up in the middle of the night. In short, an invisible presence roamed around the house, and there was nothing he could do about it. So he ended up calling a Catholic official and literally begged him to send a demonologist to the house. Rather than send over a busy priest, though, the church official contacted... Uh, Ed and Lorraine warned and asked if they'd investigate to straighten things out. So, so basically, what? So what did they do? They came in and they did a what, uh, they did a exor- exorcism on the mirror itself. Uh, yeah, if I remember right, he went in there and um, he had he said he had to re- reverse the ritual. Did this a, convi- a considerable danger to myself, but it put an immediate stop to the action and also nullified any future evil the man had projected because it committed the demonic to perform the evil on itself. And then, yeah, so basically he reversed the ri- did a reverse version of the ritual or something. And um, he was able to, and they did like an exorcism on the house. And they. To, I believe they took the mirror with them. There's a. They do. It's probably in there somewhere where a bunch of bad shit happens to him while trying to get that mirror out of there. Really? Yeah. What happens to him while he tries to get the mirror out? Uh, at one point, there was like a phantom uh, black car that almost runs them off of a one-lane bridge. Holy shit. Yeah, it says, uh, suddenly in my rearview mirror, I noticed a car moving up behind at tremendous speed. So they have the mirror in the car with them. It was dark by now, yet this car had no headlights on at all. The only thing that I could make out was a pair of dim parking lights. In no time at all, the car rushed up behind us, swerved into the passing lane, and raced on up the road. This was a jet black car, and I swear the driver missed hitting us by no more than an inch. Lorraine was looking at the car as it went by, said it was as though the devil himself had just passed. It might as well be, I told her, because the damn fool is going to kill us. The guy was nuts, traveling that fast at night on an icy road with no headlights. Yeah, it goes on further that the car actually goes up and goes over a small bridge and then turns around and drives back at them at, like, 90. And basically it got to the point where he's like, well, I can either drive off this bridge or just keep going into this and risk a collision with this car. Not even risk this, sure, collision with his car and the car went right through them oh fuck and uh even before that when they were driving on the highway this truck appeared out of nowhere pulled in front of them really fast and this green sludge flew out the back of the truck it was like a a tanker truck and covered their windshield and when they got wipers wiped it off the truck was gone and then like 10 seconds later it was coming up from behind them again and did the same thing and it did it like half a dozen times or something like that to them to the point That's where insane. he just couldn't see, and like looking back, there was no sludge on the road or anything. Didn't yeah, that's any horrifying. Other cars. And they didn't mention this in the Annabelle maybe, story. Maybe, maybe, maybe that guy just did it to them in the mirror. Could be. Maybe. Um, maybe that guy was possessed the entire time. The same kind of shit uh, happened to him at, in when he was taking the Annabelle Annabelle doll back to his house from the nurse's apartment, like. Uh, the brakes in his car would fail. He almost got hit like six or seven times. There's got to be a better way to transport cursed items. Well, would you want to risk it on a plane? Well, no. I, I don't know. It's just, it just sucks. You just got to be really careful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the book, The Demonologist, it's got a lot of great stories in it. And 
a lot of good points. Like, it goes into what's the difference between a ghost and a non-human entity. The only problem is it gets really preachy. Like, they seem to believe, at least back then, that only the word of Christ could deal with these non-human entities, and they were all completely hostile towards humanity. And so there's parts where I'm like... Mm, that seems like you're choosing the evidence to fit your theory. Yeah, to fit your theory yeah. instead of investigating. I'm exactly not saying what I don't believe is. in non-human entities, but I think you guys are kind of. It's very Catholic. Well, the word yeah, the word demon. That's just the best way to describe what's going on based on our worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but like these, whatever they are, they could they could be they could be anything. Yeah. You know? But uh, John, you said that, or maybe it was Lauren. Or somebody said that they later did exorcisms for, with people. Yeah, of I was all reading. I was dates. reading an article, and later on, they actually did become more pluralistic about religion and exorcism. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, maybe things changed since writing a demonologist. Also, you have to consider the time that the demonologist came out is. They they were try- it was probably a hard sell to begin with because it was a book about demons geared towards Christians. Yeah. So they probably had to have some sort of bent to make it accessible. It's also worth pointing out that the guy who wrote the book eventually, he it right now today he believes that the Warrens were lying about everything that they just made it up. There are definitely two different camps. With the Warrens. Either you mm-hmm. believe them or you think they're fucking lying. Right. And uh, I'm not certain which one I believe in because their stories are so fantastical, but yet you have the family, what was it, the Enfield? And people were calling them. It's not like they were like soliciting. Well, this th- kind they of were stuff. verified by the Catholic Church. I believe that really happened. The Catholic Church I believe that flat happened. Out came out and said that. Because I believe they verified it publicly. Also, if some random asshole is getting famous by doing um, exorcisms, and he's just saying, well, I've been verified by the Catholic Church, you say that enough times and they're going to shut you up if it's not true. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe in Especially that. Especially with how popular they're getting now. Yeah. And the one family where the guy did the documentary afterwards, and that whole family still fucked up by whatever happened. Uh, the Amityville Horror Exactly. Family. Something happened to them. Yeah. For sure. And something happened to the entire family that was shotgunned to death in their exactly. sleep. I'm not so, sure what it was that happened to them. Something happened to these... Something. Yeah, I mean, they something. got murdered. <laughs> and really bad, dark shit. So, you know, worst case scenario, maybe, they're, maybe they are charlatans who are walking into supernatural experiences and doing nothing. But they're definitely... Getting called to these places where shit's going yeah, down. Yeah, there's there's not really proof that they're charlatans or that they're true. It's basically just one group's word against the other groups. Personally, I would rather believe that they're being honest, just because it makes them the well, coolest it seems like couple. They, well, it's, it seems like they have satisfied customers. Yeah. It seems like they're helping people. Yeah, it it does. I don't think I've, any of the things I've read about it have said that after they were done doing what they did and left, they didn't have any problems. I mean, anymore. yeah, people. I mean, people might you know have PTSD about it, yeah. but uh, you know like the, the problems stop. Yeah. So the last uh, possession I want to talk about, uh, we want to talk about this one. We've done it on uh, our original podcast, Something Planet, like several, several, several years ago. It was like one of the. It was like one of the first mysteriousnesses we did. Yeah, this is uh, Annalise Michelle. 
her exorcism and death. And the reason why we like to talk about this one is because this has actual audio from the exorcism. And uh, images, too, of her. Yeah, and images. So this is, like, one of the best documented exorcist cases. Well, I mean, there might be better documented ones, but they haven't been leaked like this. Yeah, the uh, it's uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose... It's just the Americanized version of this girl's story. It's, okay. It's her story, yes. but just Americans. This, this uh, Annalise Michelle was born in Germany on uh, September 21st, 1952. So she uh, grew up in a very devout Catholic household. And uh, by the time she was 23, she was completely emancip- uh, emaciated and heavily bruised, scarred, and deranged. Her uh, before and after pictures look like me with and without makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was a very pretty, normal-looking girl. And then four years yeah, later... She looks like a Holocaust survivor. She looks like Schmeagol. Yeah. Annalise's uh, supposed symptoms of possession began in 1968. Annalise was a 16-year-old high school student. The symptoms were convulsions, and they were eventually diagnosed as epilepsy by a neurologist. Annalise Michelle took her medicine for a condition and continued her life to the best of her ability. She finished high school and went on to college where she studied to become a teacher. Apparently, the medicine was not helping her much. Her problems only got worse. Over time, Annalise Michelle complained of seeing disturbing visions while saying her prayers. Later, evil voices giving her commands followed. Finally, Annalise began showing an aversion to uh, religious iconography. Which is weird because she was very devout in her prayer yeah, mm, yeah. her entire life. Uh, an older woman, a friend of the Michelle family. Michelle family? Is that how I pronounce Michelle, it? Michelle, I guess. Something yeah. like it's that, yeah. It's German, so it's, I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Mitchell? I think no. it's Michelle. Michelle noticed this while on pilgrimage, pilgrimage with Annalise. She said that Annalise smelled hellishly bad <laughs> and took her to see some priest. Many of them said Annalise needed a doctor. However, one eventually said Annalise needed an exorcism, and an exorcism was eventually granted. How bad do you have to smell for someone to take you to priests? Like, you stink so bad, you need Jesus. Apparently, apparently she smelled like rotten meat. Like, yeah. Like that's a straight a, up charnel That's house. a special kind of like, smell. She smelled like hell. A lot of these uh, cases have the, the smell reported coming from the victims. Huh. Yeah, like sulfur, rotten meat, excrement. Rotten eggs, yeah. Shit, blood. Uh, let's see. In 1975, Annalise Michelle and her parents stopped seeking medical advice and gave over Annalise's fate to the Roman exorcism ritual. Annalise, the priest, and her parents truly believed she was possessed. Annalise Michelle herself said that Judas, Nero, Hitler, Cain, Lucifer, and others were inside of her. Over the next 10 months, Father Arnold Renz and Pastor Ernst Alt performed 67 exorcisms for the tormented girl. At what point do you just go, this isn't going to work? <laughs> yeah. The power of Christ compels you. No, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not this Maybe this time? <laughs> maybe this time? It is important to note that every action taken during these rituals was uh, uh, condoned by Annalise. Sometimes the seriously ill Annalise would perform hundreds of uh, genflicate how does genuflections genuflections during these rituals it is rumored that her parents held her up for them when she got too weak to do it herself it is not hard to imagine this being necessary given that Annalise stopped eating altogether for some time before she died she believed it would lessen the evil's control over her 
There are claims that Annalise spoke several different languages, or the demons and evil souls that possessed her did. During the exorcisms, the author of this article cannot verify such claims, as she does not speak the languages uh, Annalise supposedly spoke in the tapes. So they don't have any tapes of her speaking different languages. Ugh. Well, they have, you just can't tell. So An- An- Annalise Michelle died of dehydration and malnutrition in July 1st, 1976. The 23-year-old woman weighed 68 pounds at the time of her death. Oh, Damn. fuck. Joseph Michelle, her father, and Anna Michelle, and the two exorcists were eventually charged with negligent homicide. During the trial, evidence of the possession worked both for and against the defense. 42 of the exorcisms were audio recorded, and there were various pictures of the seriously ill-looking, bruised, and sore-covered Annalise. Annalise is horrifying in the tapes, which works for the defense that she was possessed, but it is certainly not conclusive. So yeah, let's uh, go ahead and listen to the tapes. You want to grab those headphones? Because I don't want to listen to this by myself, Lauren. Ugh, why do I have to be the other one? I've heard it before. Yeah. And I'm deaf. Yeah, fuck you, Jerry. And I'm not looking forward to this. She is speaking English, though. Yeah, that is English. She's saying, take it off. Yeah, take it off, take it off. She didn't speak English. Ooh, 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 I don't like that. Fuck. Yeah, she's growling. She's growling and... Oh, she's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, that is just... That is not the a twenty-three-year-old girl does not make those noises. Like I don't know. I mean, she's dehydrated and malnourished. Well, usually she seems to have a lot of energy for being so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a lot, a lot of, of spunk. Yeah, I mean that's scary as hell. That's gonna haunt your nightmares tonight for sure. Thanks. No, that did it the first time that we listened to it way back the original time. It was like that haunted me for a few days afterwards. Ugh. It's pretty nightmarish to listen to. Yeah. yeah, and she does speak English in that one part. She does. She I, says, take it off, take it off, take it off. To be fair, German and English are so closely tied, it's not... If she was speaking Cantonese, I would be shocked, right? That that would be like, oh, she's going the distance. You yeah, know? I could see where she could know some English. But her no understanding English doesn't shock me at all, because German and English are very close. All right, now it's easiest time. Easiest language for a uh, German well, so or English person. So do you think this girl was actually possessed, or do you think she was just, like, epileptic? Insane and epileptic? I, I don't know. I think that it... I, I don't know, because it, it was in the 50s, and uh, mental health care is you not know, that great. I actually think in this case, she was insane. Maybe schizophrenic? Schizophrenic. Because I have heard recordings of schizophrenics that sound just like this. They sound fucking horrifying. Um, Your early 20s is where that manifests, too. And that's exactly yeah. right. So there's part of it. Um, not to mention, the, and the, the part that convinces me the most that this isn't a possession is they performed 67 exorcisms. If not one of those yeah, I mean, worked... Maybe yeah, you're but, doing the wrong they, thing. Yeah, they were doing that every day for months. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine got results. Yeah, they did, actually. These yeah. guys did not get results. Yeah. So, so maybe she was just crazy. Maybe she was just crazy. If 
if someone tells you that they've got a broken leg and you give them cold medicine, nothing's going to fucking happen. It'll just heal wrong. You'll just heal. <laughs> you'll just, yeah, you'll heal all fucked up. I think this is what it is. I think they're trying to treat her symptoms with the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, that, that was kind of the big deal about the case. It's like, should they r- really have performed... Not necessarily the exercise. Well, they they like, were they were convicted, and I think uh, their sentence was like bumped down to probation. I don't think it was malicious what they did. I think it came down to like the German equivalent of of manslaughter. I, yeah, I think it was ignorance, and and just they just didn't fucking know. I mean, or maybe that's scary. Really, maybe it was a really strong demon. I don't maybe know. it was well, Lucifer she said and Cain. Ton of them inside of her. So it's possible every exorcism was working. There were just so many. There's too many. It's just 200 demons She was just her. riddled with demons. They did another couple hundred exorcisms. It would have been fine. Yeah, but she did eventually die of all this shit. But you know what? Hitler wasn't a demon. Well, I think I think like demons, it's kind of like sainthood, you know? Oh, maybe. You're like evil enough in life. You like become a demon. Satan can like promote you. Maybe well, I, I I guess I'm I'm not sure. Could be. I guess. I mean, I guess. I Why mean, not? He's, he's running the joint. Oh, Jared just scared me. I forgot he was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I it, she was probably just insane. But uh, this is all super interesting topic. You guys can uh, check out all the stuff that uh, we looked at for the show in our show notes. And uh, right now it's time for you believe in what. Okay, so flat earthers. Uh, this is like something that has been popping off a lot lately like uh, Shaquille O'Neal said that he believes in flat earth there's yeah. been another athlete that claims that a couple there's other celebrities uh, Colin Kaepernick I think and apparently there's been a f- flat earth society around since like the 1950s there's like a huge conspiracy theory yeah they well they believe that the theory of a round planet is the conspiracy theory yeah it's a round earth conspiracy orchestrated by NASA and other government agencies to me this Why? this is the lamest conspiracy theory ever like if you want to have a conspiracy theory that the government's trying to tap into your brain cool that's interesting at least but to go well i believe that the earth is flat first of all you're wrong we have science second of all <laughs> That's so boring. Like well, no, that changes nothing about life. But all the photographs of Earth being a sphere are fabricated. Yeah, science is a uh, part of the conspiracy to trick you, Lauren. Yeah, I get it. But that's that's the so the only thing that you're worried about is that it's a flat Earth. Like, if science is tricking me, why don't you pick something that's actually like detrimental to things? Listen, like, Lauren. Like, all I know why? is is that science is a lie, and the devil hit all those dinosaur bones in this flat Earth. So the, the leading flat earther theory holds that the earth is a disk with the uh, Arctic Circle in the center and Antarctica is a 150-foot wall of ice surrounding the rim. So, uh, so, the so earth this, is, like this a, is Game of Thrones? What so the fuck? Yeah, the earth is like a quarter. And the Antarctica is just... And Antarctica, Antarctica is a wall that goes around the entire thing and the Arctic, the North Pole, is just in the center of the disk. You know that we can go... We have gone around Antarctica. That's the weirdest shit. I don't even understand how that could even be slightly plausible. Plausible. Okay, well, let me ask uh, just, so, just so a na- question. So NASA employees, hold on, NASA okay. employees they say, uh, guard this ice wall to prevent people from climbing over and falling off of the disc. So that's basically in the Flat Earther's view, NASA's only job is to guard this 
people How from climbing over the wall. How many fucking employees do you think that they have lining this flat earth? Well, that's Five. it. That's the that's the mask is that they're claiming they don't have this funding when really they do. Yeah, that's part of the part of the lie. Here's my question: Is like I I I, I genuinely am perplexed by the number of uh, high level athletes that believe in this, like all the basketball players. Yeah, doesn't Shaquille O'Neal have a doctorate in education? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe he's just saying he believes it because a buddy of his told him, and he's just like, yeah, well, whatever, I'll go along with it. Because here's my question. is like, Shaquille O'Neal's been all over the globe. He's flown on the plane. Yeah, he's like, seen the curvature of the earth. Yeah. He, he knows that he's flown from one part of the country and flown in one direction to get to a place, and then... I'm sure he's flown back in the opposite direction. No, that's what blows my fucking mind. Is like, fine, if you're super poor and you've never been on an airplane, I understand <laughs> that. I get it. But you don't have to go into space to see if the Earth is round. You literally just need to go on any sort of plane ride and look out the fucking window, and you notice the the, the Earth is fucking curved, dude. Uh, oh, they actually even give a reason as to gra- why gravity. Well, let, let's let's look at the the sun and the moon real quick. Okay. Uh, sun, the sun and the moon are spheres measuring thirty two miles across that move <laughs> in circles three thousand miles above the plane of Earth. Hold the fuck on. Stars, they say, move in a plane three thousand one hundred miles up, like spotlights. These celestial spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle. Flat Earthers <laughs> believe that there must also be an invisible anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar eclipses. Suck Olympic my eclipses. fucking dick! 34 miles across and you can see that shit from 3,000 no, miles away. Alright, hold on. Hold the fuck on. Why is it... Why is it that the sun can be a sphere... Yeah, why are all those the things The moon spheres? can be a sphere, but this shit... No. Flat. Flat is all fuck. So also, like, uh, anti moon. It's, like, it's like a. It's, it's like um. What is that thing? A mobile for children above the playpen, and yeah. it just kind of spins around. Have these? Have these motherfuckers never left the crib? Is that what this is? Anti moon. I love their explanation of gravity uh, here. You give the explanation for gravity. Earth's gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. Gra- gravity. Gravity. That's what they call that's it. That's what they call it. Is yeah. an illusion. Objects do not accelerate downward. Instead, the disk of Earth accelerates upward at 32 feet per second squared, driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. Currently, there is a disagreement among flat Earthers about whether or not Einstein's theory of relativity permits Earth to accelerate upward indefinitely without the planet eventually surpassing the speed of light. So they're saying... So so, so this disk... (laughs) Is just going up, up at where thirty-two feet per second. It's just going up, at, yeah, up where for one. <laughs> so we're on a never-ending elevator. Yes, yeah, in the infinite void of space. It's not an elevator. It's a wonkavator. What the? There's no fuck? up or down in space. Oh no. no, I guess space is flat too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Space is flat. The, oh, in fact, the only things that are not flat are the moon and the sun. The and the oddly stars. enough, they're Which, three-dimensional. No, the stars are flat. They're still no, they said the stars no, they are said spheres. They're spheres. Oh, are they? Okay. they work yeah. like spotlights, but they're spheres. Yeah. Also, that would mean all of those are going up at the same speed. 
No, we're going to run into those eventually. Because they're only 35 feet wide, so eventually so, we're going to hit them. Here's This is a good explanation. As for what lies underneath the disk of Earth, this is unknown. But most flat earthers believe it is composed of rocks. Quote, unquote, rocks. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a conspiracy theory. Flat earthers believe photos of the globe are Photoshop. GPS devices are rigged to make airplane pilots think they are flying in straight lines around a sphere when they are actually flying in circles above a disk. Uh, but, the motive for but, world government's concealment of the true shape of Earth has not been ascertained. No shit. But flat earthers believe it's probably financial. <laughs> but, but 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 you would know if you're flying in circles because the planes tilt. Well, actually, because yeah, actually, you would, you would have like the the flaps would be tilted, right? Yes. No, well, actually, um, there is a th- there is a phenomenon that does happen. This is 100 percent serious. Though. Okay. Um, if this happens with like people, uh, if you were to close your eyes and try to walk in a straight line, you will actually walk in a sp- in a spiral, in a continual spiral, and yeah. not realize it. You'll think you're walking in a straight line, but you'll actually go in a circle. But, and the same thing happens if you're driving. But when a you're car. going straight, you could observe that the planes, the flaps on the wings. Were tilted to the circle that also, you were supposed to be traveling in. You could take like, your f- you, like you can't like you can't fool like your eyes on a mechanical device. Also, you could take Obviously your fucking you eyes and like look out. They just walk around in circles. Yeah, and you could look out the window and go, "Oh yeah, I see that." It fucking curves. I, what's what's causing the Earth to go? Up. It's dark energy. No, it's oh, just, that's right. Just angry rocks well, John, fueled the, by dark the, energy. The meters on the plane are obviously influenced by the GPS device. Oh, and yeah. It looks like you're going straight, but really, you're tilted. But you can't tell because you're trusting your eyes on the machine. But actually, your eyes are closed, just like all Get around the Earthers. Fuck out of here. Oh, I like this. The zetetic, the zetetic method. Yeah, the zetetic method is an alternative. Alternative to the scientific method, it's uh, developed by a 19th century flat earther in which sensory observations reign supreme. Broadly, the method places a lot of emphasis on reconciling empiricism and rationalism and making logical deductions based on empirical data. That's exactly the same definition of the scientific method. Flat Earth Society Vice President Michael Wilmore, an Irishman, told... Why do they have to tell him he's an Irishman? Because (laughs) I think think that tells you a lot, really. drunk Irishman. (laughs) Oh, Michael Wilmore. Oh, let me tell you how how the earth is flat. (laughs) But first, another pint of Guinness. Uh, In Zectotic Astronomy, the perception that earth is flat leads to the deduction that it must actually be flat. The anti-moon, NASA conspiracy, and all the rest of it are just rationalizations for how that might work in process. Okay, Okay, so those are just working theories. Why would they? <laughs> Mike is outraged. Why? <laughs> the zetetic method of science is that cons- if it feels like it's true, then it's, it's probably true. true. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jared gotta- should get kicked in the nuts right now. Well, so it's, it's true. Prob- so but it's like, probably true. Like what? Yeah, but what, why? Why? What? What? What would the conspiracy be like? <laughs> How would that be financially motivated? No, no, no. How does this Like, if change? you make it over the wall, there's nothing but gold coins. <laughs> it's just money. So, but, like, why it's would... floating it, on a bed of gold. Yeah, why would anyone keep this... If this was real, why would anyone keep this as a secret? Uh, you gotta stay away from my rock collection, guys. It's on the other side of this earth. Yeah, why can't people, like, uh, take a plane, fly over the wall, 
and then go down under there and see what's up. Well, because the Earth is steadily rising at 32 miles per hour, John, or per second, sorry. Wait, hold so on. Was, I guess it would just leave you in the dust. Yeah, so, so as soon as you go over that wall, it's Earth's gone, baby. Bungie cords. 32 miles. Bungie cords. Yeah. 32 ah, miles an hour is really fucking fast. A plane could no, not catch up with it's that. Oh, that's, so, that's super fast. Plane could never catch up with that. 32 miles an hour. And, and there's disagreement on whether it's accelerating or remains at a constant speed. I like how... But I'm telling you, just get some ropes, and then you rappel down, and and you find the the the. It's we're just floating on rocks of gold. If Turtles NASA all the kill way you down. First. Yeah, well, yeah, the NASA NASA sniper. Yeah, NASA's just gonna cut that rope, man. Yeah, that's all they do is just a bunch of guys with knives. Because people try your thing all the time. How you, do they guess how large the sun and the moon are? No, I need it feels. Yeah, it I feels need. like it's that big. They use their fingers, like okay. Fuck you. Uh, I want to know who the fuck has a conversation about the anti moon and means it. <laughs> you want to meet that guy? I want to meet probably, that guy. You could join the flat Earth Society and go to one of their meetings. I should fucking infiltrate this shit. Be like. You listen, guys. I'm here for only anti-moon theories. Also, how I, I feel like everyone that's in the Flat Earth Society are people like Lauren. Are like, I'm gonna infiltrate this and mock, <laughs> make a mockery. And, and, then, and then when you get there, you're just like, oh, they have the best weed, and then you yeah. just stay. It's just yeah. a self-feeding. Oh God, yeah. you know what? I I they would have prefer the best weed ever. if that's the truth. I'm fine with this. It's just a, it's just 24 assholes all thinking they're trolling each other. <laughs> Gig- when they go home, they giggle like, Haha, they think I believe Got this him. shit. Stan actually that believes makes, my no, calculations on the anti-moon. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense than anything else. Where do clouds go when they disappear over the horizon? Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad I realized you said or clowns. Birds. No, I thought you said clowns at first. I was like, that seems like a decent question for this. <laughs> Birds or where do ships go when they disappear? Yeah, why aren't clouds constantly crashing into the ground uh, if we're accelerating upwards? Uh, that is Jared, true. Is it, have you ever heard second. of mist? Why, why is it not? Oh, why is it not always foggy? Yeah, <laughs> like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> in my entire fucking I, I just life. can't get over it. Like I thought. It's like, but. I, I don't know. I, I just want one of these guys to like say this shit to like Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. And just punch so, him right in their face. So, but, but like, how does our atmosphere maintain? Is our atmosphere like a box then, or is it like a dome? Oh no, it's just space is just filled with atmosphere. You can breathe outside. You of You can Earth. breathe oh, anything, okay. Jerry. So as long as you're between the sun, the moon, and the Earth, you can breathe. Well, then, then why is uh, the sky blue and not black like space? Well, because the or is space well, blue? At night, the sky is black. Oh, but then. Why? Because the anti moon isn't out, Jared. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It has something to do with the anti moon. Yeah, the anti moon is it actually. Feels a- like it's the anti moon's fault, so <laughs> it is. The anti moon is actually a government created. That's, that's my satellite. theory. No, without the pr- without the anti moon, it would be day all the time. People would never know when to go to sleep. Yeah, so I guess don't invest in that Lockheed Martin uh, Mars station because uh, that anti moon is gonna block that shit. Yeah. Yeah, NASA's gonna kill those guys. Why is uh? Why is Mars round then? Oh, Mars is a is a joke. No, it's another coin. It's, it's just higher than us. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. it's, it's fabricated. Mars is. Well, all that's the, why all it's the red. In our yeah. solar system. That are makes just sense. Other discs. We're ahead seeing of the us. bottom of Mars, and that it's just that's rocks. Why it's rocks. That's why it's yeah. all rocks. Yeah. They're just like, they're just painted on the top. Yeah, they're only good. No, on no, the top. no. We're working. We're going at the same. So people rate, from Mars so could just... skydive down to us. 
They do it all the time. It'd be very tricky. We're It'd actually, be hard to do. Yeah, you have to. We're in an elevator. Yeah, we're we're just elevators. Fuck There's you. no gravity. It's just we're going up. Okay. Well, my next question. I got one more question. Okay. If we stop going up, everything's yeah. just flying way up. It's so be like we're we're accelerating upwards, thirty-two miles per second. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so there's no gravity. It's just the, it's com- the ground's coming up to meet us. Yes. So how do we slow our descent? Like with a parachute, like we pull a parachute, yeah. and then we're not. The ground's not coming up as and fast. Just killing us. Actually, yeah. and also, how do planes go without like being like their nose tilted up at all times? Uh, oh, well, they are the GPS. Correct, auto corrects that. Oh, okay. Also, like you're never told about this, but planes actually have a fan system underneath them that keep them up like hovercrafts. Like yeah. Okay. Wait, by that logic, I should be able to pull a parachute open and just fly off of the earth. You you can yeah. you can. Oh, my mistake. Have you ever have you ever tried? Guess not. Well, then there you go. It feels like that's true. So therefore, so it yes. is by the Zentetic method. But uh, I'm you know quoting what it is? that for the rest you know of my life. You know why it doesn't work that way, Mike? Anti-moon. <laughs> anti-moon You're right. Just... The anti-moon. Right. It's interfering. God damn we it. we got to get out of here. We're going to go look at the anti-moon. We could bitch about this for a while. Yeah, week. exactly. But uh, that's no, our I'm episode. Now. I believe Thank it you guys now. so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, what's our email again, Lauren? Uh, mysterious, uh, mysteriousnesses SP at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, so email us any experiences or topics that you want to talk about or message us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash mysteriousnesses. Or ch- and uh, make sure you check out mysteriousnesses.com and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or listen to us on Bubba Army Radio 1 Saturdays at 6 p.m. Be sure to call in to Rob G and tell him uh, how much you love us. Yes, yeah. please do. We will... Uh, be back next week with another topic and uh, we love you guys thanks so much for listening good night